Celebrity interviews on our YouTube page at Bless Beats Media. By various contributors to Bless Beats Radio. Its website and its radio programs are not to be considered as endorsed by A Better Broadcasting Media and A Better Entertainment LLC. Visitors are urged to use their own discernment to draw their own conclusions. We emphasize the importance of keeping an open mind and not construing the data, products, and or services. Boom. Boom. Yeah. Focus up, man. Focus up. Focus on 
best to ever do it. Swear that you the best to ever do it, you number one. You're the only one that been through it. Listen, I barely have a voice, but I like the way this voice sounds. Real sensual on blessed beats. <laughs> What's up, Confluencers? Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in with me on this beautiful Sunday afternoon on Confluence the Lifestyle, where confidence meets influence here on Blessed Beats, the inspiration of hip hop. This is your girl, Charlie Marcole, the sunshine that brightens your day. Happy Sunday to you. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord and the house of Blessed Beats. It feels good to be back again for another week to enlighten your airway, make your day a little brighter and your burden feel a little lighter. 
Listen, we're getting ready for the holiday season. Thank you for tuning in. I hope your chicken is crispy. I hope your macaroni and cheese is cheesy. I hope your mashed potatoes are fluffy. And I hope the family is loving on you real good. Listen, I know you hear it in my voice. I'm out here just recovering from homecoming. But I kept it real Christian on the yard this weekend. Real Christian. I wanted my mom, my granny, and God to be pleased with me and my decisions. I didn't want to wake up and say, what did I do? And have to pray and ask God for forgiveness. So all is well in my world. I, mean, I think I hollered and, you know, said, hey, and, you know, hugged so many faces and so many necks. But it felt good to see so many people, especially at this time, while I am bereaving, right? Right? Like, I think that was really good to see some good faces, people that love you. This is the time, not just because of the situation, but this is the time of year where people need to be surrounded with those that love them, that adore them, that really want the best for them. And so that was one reason why I pulled myself out my bed and said, put on your good makeup, your good girdle, your good girdle. You see what I'm saying? And pull yourself together, Charlie Marcola, and go out here to this yard and, you know, plaster on a smile for a little bit. <laughs> yes! My word of the week, y'all. My word of the week is holla blues. Holla blues, Nick. Nick. Nick is in the studio thinking about something. He's in deep thought. He should have came to the yard yesterday. You're probably right. I actually had to work at a funeral. Oh. Um, so, but uh, holla blues. So, please give me a good explanation of what holla blues is, please. Holla blues. Holla blues is when you have the holiday blues and you try to shake it, but you just can't do it. You astounded me again with this. Ah, <laughs> holla blues. I see that. I can definitely, definitely identify with that. Oh man, holidays is a rough time for relationships, and never been that kind of me. So, this is gonna be a definitely interesting. Oh, holidays have never been. Listen, my birthday is the day before Christmas. Oh, so when people say so the holidays, wait, when people say the holidays are never good, try being born the day before. I'm actually born just a few hours before Christmas. So when people say like when people say the holiday blues, oh my God, talk to somebody who always feels left out because everybody has to go be with their family. I couldn't have birthday parties like on my actual birthday. My birthday parties were like two weeks prior to my real birthday. So and then think about this. I gotta throw this out there. Listen, that one gift thing, that don't fly with me because when it's your birthday, I get okay. use and okay. Christmas. So you do the same. All right. Right, That's but this. I, I read a meme. What you want in return. Okay, but I read a meme. It says, don't expect you from other people. And I literally have to take that because I, that's my love language. I love gift giving. So when I give gifts, right, and you know, I'll give you one for your birthday, and then I give you one for Christmas, it's like, oh, I just get one. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. I've, I've actually broke, I've actually broke up, like broken up with a few. Like, and I mean, I, I'm holy, but with a few. 
Especially because I felt like you forgot about me. I have a therapist in the house today. Yeah. And, and he said, ooh, I have a therapist in the house today. That's a whole session right there. You know, you know that's a whole session right there. She can't even look at me. That's what she boo, if you're listening, boo, boo, if you're listening, please, I need two gifts. Because I had two for you, your birthday and for Christmas. Okay, we ready. Please put her on the right track to hear uh, I'm not going to fib you. This is not as realistic as you loved it to be. Oh, my God. Well, listen, let's catch this vibe and go higher. Are y'all ready? Tell everybody who you are before we get into this next segment. Uh, greetings and salutations to you all. This is... The Sebastian Moore, um, owner and therapist of Progress to Purpose Concierge Therapy in Houston, Texas, serving primarily Richmond, Katy, Fulcher area, but not limited to that area of town and also a speaker. So if you need me, I will come. If you need him, he'll come. That's the be- that's the best kind of man I have. One that will come. I mean, <laughs> listen, not like that, Nick. Get your like. Like, I didn't even think that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> bless Let's keep the blessing in it. Amen. Amen. So check this out. I have this segment called Santa Trend. And I brought you into the studio for many reasons this weekend. Because it is the holiday season and people are getting ready to, you know, have all of these beautiful soirees, celebrations, and, you know, some people just don't feel it. Yeah. They, they, they just don't feel it. So, seeing a trend, hmm. when you know it's an issue, but you refuse to seek help, is that a sin or a trend? That's a sin. Mm. Hands down, that's a sin. I believe that um, you definitely self-care is a thing that we all need to do a better job of. And so, you know, there's one thing to say that it's a trend, meaning that it's popular right now, right? But this is not a new situation, right? Um, self-care is something that's been around for the eternity, you know, all the time. And for generations and generations and generations, if you think about it, there are generational curses that have been passed down as a result of folks not taking care of self. Yes. And then they teach their children not to take care of themselves, to put others before them, and not in a Christian way, but to the way to the point of it being an issue, right? A shortcoming. And so therefore it can't be a trend because trends are popular. Mm. This is maladaptive. Maladaptive. You better use these counseling yeah. terminologies yeah. on the people because I wanted to bring someone in that actually knows their craft because, you know, a lot of people go see, you know, seek counsel from friends like without licenses, seek counseling from cousins who don't know how to maladapt to them, their Mm. own situation. Hello. Hello, somebody. And so I said, I want to bring a a therapist in that can actually give us real terminology real facts real statistics check right but more importantly i wanted to bring a black male therapist in check check and check because one thing i know for a fact as a culture 
-hmm. as a culture yes. overall the African American we pray about everything girl just pray about yes. it just pray about it yes but we do not seek the counseling that we, we need think that is the counseling right that we don't understand that there's a little bit farther to go it's right. a little exactly it's yeah. a little bit that's it, a first step I believe I believe religion contains some first steps right yeah. right but you need to go further but the thing about it is that we we leave it at one step and the church is a corporate situation right okay. we're getting in we're getting encouraged in a corporate scenario however you have to the same way you have to personalize your relationship with christ you have to personalize your mental health so mm. you can't go in for an hour and a half and get a message that is for the masses and have a conversation with your friend that is generic and theoretical right and not personalize it to your particular situation and your particular perspective as it relates to that situation mm -hmm. you have to personalize it well i mean let's just jump into it and start talking about it uh, everybody we have sebastian the sebastian moore lpc what does lpc stand for for the people in the back with the cheap seats up in the nosebleed what that means okay i feel like i'm supposed to say it louder but it's a licensed professional counselor, meaning that, you know, I've done all of the training necessary to be able to support you in your needs, meeting those needs and helping you get better all around. Right. Helping yeah. you help yourself, helping you help yourself because it's about self-care. It's about self-actualization. Yes. Some people don't even realize what that means. Yeah. Right. So let's just just jump into it. OK. It's the holiday season. It's officially the middle of November. Yes. And you have Thanksgiving on the way. You have Christmas on the way. You have Christmas Eve, <clears throat> my birthday, wink, New wink. Year's Eve. Wink, wink. You, uh, you have all of these things that's happening. Is it possible that people get sad during this holiday season and why? It's not only possible, it's common. Mm. It's common. It's regular. It's <laughs> Well, honestly, it is uh, to the point of a, a level of irregularity as it relates to the sadness or hints of depression during the holiday seasons because um, we have so many things that we have, we've chosen to believe and, and assimilate to in our culture that we've now put a certain level of obligation on ourselves to participate in those things, right? Mm -hmm. And so in participating in those things, if life presents us in a situation or presents us a situation where we cannot do that in the way that we have determined it should, keyword should, mm -hmm. happen, then we're going to have an emotional response to that, right? Now, let's keep in mind that emotions and facts are not synonymous with one another, right? And so when I work with people, I always have to remind them, right, your feelings and the facts are not the same. And so when you have your feelings, that's great. But let's make sure that our feelings are based on the facts, mm -hmm. right? And that's, that's the one good. thing we don't do. We don't base our feelings on facts a lot of times. No, we we base it on what we <laughs> feel that is right, like right. what we feel. What I think, like no, what that's what you think. That's what but you, you have to consider other people and you know what they're going through yeah. because everybody's picture looks different. Correct. Yeah. So I have another question. Go for it. What's the hype right now around mental health? Oh, well, um, I think similar to what we were talking about a second ago, we tend to follow the trends, right? Mm. You know saying sand versus trend. And that's another trend. However, this is one trend that is actually beneficial, right? Mental health has been around 
for decades and decades and decades. However, in the same way that a lot of things have happened over time, it kind of trickles down to those people who previously did not have exposure to it, right? So now things like mental health are exposed to those people who are in the middle class, upper middle class, lower middle class, and so forth, right? And so because of that and the advent of social media, right, where you can say, hey, hashtag mental health, hashtag get your mind right, right? You can do all those things. Well, then now it becomes a part of our regular conversation. And so, you know, it becomes a trend, but it's always been there. And so we kind of have to, you know, remember this is not new. It might be new to you. <laughs> it's not new. Lord knows uh, you said been around for decades. I'm going to say eons. Yes, go because, <laughs> you know, I do believe that mental health issues actually stem from generational curses. Mm -hmm. Would you agree or would you not agree? I would agree. I would agree. Now, if we're talking, so if we're talking spiritual or we're talking practical everyday application, right, you have to look at both sides of that. Mm -hmm. Right? Could so you if you're saying. Uh, more, uh, for clarification. Right, right. So a lot of times what we're talking about in the church, right, there is a everyday practical term to describe that same concept, right? So <clears throat> when you say generational curses, that's the spiritual definition of, you know, a tendency, a habit, a health concern um, that we pass down from generation to generation because you've been socialized to believe that thing, right? For example, if you are, and everybody has done it, right? You have a mom and a daughter, and she has a certain body type, right? Or a certain hair type, or she has a certain eye color, or she has a certain personality trait, right? And everyone sees this, family members see it, and they say, oh, you just like your mama. Mm -hmm. Right. You look just like your daddy. Like, oh, she got it. She came about it. Honestly, we even had songs back in the day. She get it from her mama. Mm -hmm. Right. Apple don't yeah. fall far from the tree. Apple don't fall far from the tree. So it's all of these little quick, cute colloquialisms that kind of reinforce. Right. What is taking place right over over a lifespan. Right. And so what does that happen? What happens to the person who's that's being said about? Right. Mm -hmm. Now, if I had a choice. Right. I no longer choose it. Mm. Right now, I believe that's how I'm supposed to be. That's who I'm supposed to be. I get it from my mama. I get it from my daddy. You just like your daddy. Right. So I'm going to act out those things because most of the times we're not aware or conscious of this. Right. And so it becomes a generational curse. The same way with you eating bad, you can have diabetes and then you pass along those traits to your children. Right, in the exact same way, behaviors, belief patterns, all that passed down from generation to generation. So when you say a generational curse, that's the spiritual term, right, mm -hmm. of heredity and socialization. Generational curses as far as holidays. You know, like mm -hmm. um, some people hate the holidays because of things that happened in their childhood yeah. home. You know, um, daddy came home this kind of way. Mama didn't come home. Wasn't no presents under the tree till Christmas. You know, you, it's those kind of things that people, like it's really etched in the tapestry of who they are. Like they mm. actually hate this time of year because of the bad memories that mm -hmm. are attached to that. Mm -hmm. What are some coping strategies that you would suggest as an LPC to help them during this time of year? Right. I think uh, the first thing that I would say is to remember it is not an obligation, right? It is a choice. And that's the part, in my opinion, that we forget. We forget 
that you do have a choice. You can choose to participate in Thanksgiving and mm. Christmas and Valentine's Day. You, or you can choose not to. You can even create your own holidays. You can create your own traditions, your own habits, right? A good example of that is Halloween, in my opinion. Um, so in years past, children would go to Halloween, but then those folks who didn't necessarily agree with that, mm -hmm. their children didn't participate in anything. That was my that was my family. My grand would honey, you could not go to that Halloween festival. Hallow Hallelujah, Hallaboo. Mm -hmm. it, it was in her mind. It was made for Halloween. So and it's none of that. It's none right. of that. Yeah. But in recent years, right, there's become like a, another trend where we come up with these alternate activities mm -hmm. that you can participate in if you're not going to participate in the trick or treating, right, or whatever comes with that. In the same way, you can do the same thing for any of those holidays, but it takes a certain level of confidence, right, in yourself and in your situation to create that space for yourself. And you have to forgive yourself for saying, hey, that doesn't fit me, right? And that doesn't make you a bad person, and it definitely isn't a, a bad thing if you say, hey, that doesn't suit well, sit well with my spirit. Mm, mm, okay. Why is there so many expectations around this holiday? Like, we expect a lot. We do. Mm -hmm. We do. We do. I mean, I'm one of those that have high expectations, but I know for a fact that high expectations lead to disappointment. Yes. Why do we have so many high expectations around this time of year? Because of the Joneses. Who? I am a Jones. Since <laughs> I ever, I am a Jones, so I got to keep up. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know what? We don't want to admit that that's what it is. Admittance is the first step to changing anything. You cannot change what you will not acknowledge. Truth. Truth, right? So, like, when I don't, like, I really have to say to myself, like, why am I so upset about this? Mm -hmm. And it's because I, like, like I said, I can't expect me from somebody else. And I True. think a lot of people expect them or expect more. Because mm -hmm. some people don't even give at all. Yeah. And like not just a, a physical way. We're talking about mental, spiritual. We're talking about, you know, like that that runs a gamut yes. of emotions. Yes. Right? So like why is the expectation so high? Just from a therapist standpoint. Right. I think one of the things we have to, we don't, no one wants to feel left out. Mm. Right? That sense of isolation that you feel for not being a part of it, that's what we're talking about when we're saying keeping up with the Joneses, right? Anytime you have a situation where in your mind, quote, everybody else is doing something, experiencing something, having something, then now you're like, well, what about me? And that's one of the things we have to break. It doesn't have to be a what about me situation or scenario, right? We have to acknowledge that, hey, this is a trend or this is a tradition and again, I can choose either way. But if you don't feel like you have a choice, and that happens a lot, especially in minority families, right? Mm. We do things because it's always been done. It's our, it, that we said in education, because that's how we always do it. Because yeah. we always do it. So do you think social media gives way to that? Like for instance, you're saying, holiday time right now let me tell you what's trending right now as a woman i don't know about i can't speak for men but right now the new thing is holiday pictures uh -huh. right and so i think about for me i've done all of that that's new I, like no, like being out with dressed colors with all alike my baby have this and you and, got this and, and sending this, the cards and to sending the friends. you a card and this and that and then i think about people 
right? I've done that. The thing I think a lot of my friends also make me realize that I've experienced a lot of things that the average single, they tell me you're actually not single, you're divorced. Mm -hmm. So I've experienced a lot, so that doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. But for a single woman during this time of year, it's really hard on her because mm -hmm. A, the Christmas cards, B, the children running around, mm -hmm. C, the love that uh, the significant other, but I think social media has contributed a big part mm -hmm. of the mm -hmm. high expectation just in my mind, like my husband's better than yours. I want to mm -hmm. start a trend, seeing a trend, that is a sin. He mm -hmm. should be better than yours. Right. Hello, somebody. To me. You married that man? Right. He should. I, if my husband better than yours, my kids better. No, they're not. They're well, not. We shouldn't even be looking for stuff like that. But you're a guy. I know what I mean. As Christians, we shouldn't be looking for Ooh, stuff like deeper. that. Oh, that's deeper. Oh. No, you're not supposed to pull it off a layer, huh? You're not, that's literally coveting thy neighbor. Yes. Ooh. He put that literally Ooh. on it because it's true. It's true. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. You, you love what you have. That's right. It. It's called <laughs> gratitude. Ooh. Comparing is. The thief <laughs> of joy. Comparison is definitely That's the thief emotional of joy. plagiarism. Mm. Expound on that emotional plagiarism. Well, if we remember those of us who went to our classes in high school, you learned about plagiarism. There is only so much that you can use from somebody else's work that you can do without citing your source, mm. right? Once you've gone beyond that point, you're not saying, hey, I like this portion. Now you're stealing. Mm. Right? Okay. Emotional plagiarism. I'm just going to take what you have, right, and try to make it my own. Mmm. Mmm. That is hashtagable. Ooh. Ooh. Emotional plagiarism. Hashtag. Hashtag. Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, because people do. But, ooh, this, that's, ooh. Mm. Help us, Holy Ghost. I have one amendment, too. So. I do understand, like, social media is the heightening of it. But right. I, all the time around this time, you get that, I'm going to call it pompous, because that's how it feels to me. Okay. That pompous little Christmas card where everybody wearing the same thing, down to the pants, socks, and shoes. It's even on the baby. I'm like, eh. Everybody it's got nice, to coordinate. It's cute. Yeah, everybody coordinated, like, John Witherspoon and Boomer. Yeah. But <laughs> I just... It is heightened a little bit more right. through social media, so I'll give it that. But we've always felt some type of, I'm gonna say some type of way towards families that send those cards or right. whatever. If you're not getting that from your family, if your family dynamic doesn't look right. like that, right. which it does make you feel a certain Right, and then, you know what? In years past, before social, the advent of the, and the heightening of social media, you only had to deal with your immediate circle. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Your family, your friends, right? Your homeboy from back in the day and his family, that type of scenario. But social media, now you can see your high school friends that you haven't seen in person in 10 years and all your college classmates that you have not seen since homecoming. The one and, that lives uh, in California and right, New York. Right, And then the ones, the friends of theirs who were, you have a mutual friend, so they pop up on your timeline too. And so all of these things in, in, in your mind, yeah. right, in your mind, you're looking at it, you're like, that's so beautiful. That's that's dope, right? But you forget that it took them a whole half an hour to get that one shot. More than True. for me. Right. I remember, right. like, when, listen, when I was my baby, like, I would be sweating. Like, so everybody, like, was like, you say, I love your Christmas cards because it was usually an action shot when okay. Gavin was little. But that was the best that we can do because we have clapped and we have been Indians and woo, -woo, 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 -wo
Like, look at, like, we've done so much. And, like, usually I'm holding them, I'm, I'm kissing them, and a photographer got it at the perfect moment. Right. And it looked like to the world, oh, my God. Right. Look at this beautiful Christmas <laughs> card. But they didn't know I was sweating like a dog. I was sweating like a pig going to slide up. Oh, like, yeah. and, you know, my makeup had ran. Yeah. I, my hair was no longer perfectly coughed in place. Like, this is what you got. Right. You describing it. Did, why are you sending that picture? What you right. I'm going to have to pull it for you. It must have been a lot better than what you were describing. Yeah. It, but then the question, I remember one year yeah, he yeah. had to get on my back because in my mind, because I go with, I used to go with all these poses for the photographer, uh -huh. right? And it was like he wouldn't act right. Mm -hmm. But then when I put him on my back like he was a little, like my little bear, and that became my Christmas right, card. Right, right. I have a, we have a Christmas card where I'm actually, we have, we're sticking our tongues out at each other. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but th th that is one thing I decided because we are not a perfect family. Right. And I think we have, like you said, this social plagiarism, emotional plagiarism. We have gotten caught up and it has to be perfect. Right. And like, I, and nobody is. Right. I, to every listener, no, not one. You are not perfect. And, and we just present, even our houses are perfect. Yeah. Even our Christmas lights are perfect. Yeah. Even our, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh you my God. You see the best picture out of all right. 10 of those. They're like, like you said, there are probably 20 different copies of that same picture right. that either were deleted or still in his phone. Oh, or but filtered. But he used them to make this little collage of beautiful things right. that his family did. Uh, during the holidays. Right, because why would you? Why the would you put out the one that looks a mess? <laughs> you know, you're not going to put out the one that makes a mess. Even you, a person who's aware of that, you know, you're still not going to say, well, let me just put out this one with my hair looking a mess and my lips chapped. I'm not going to put that out there for to eternity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to find the one that looks good to me so that whenever it pops up, I'm not embarrassed. Right. Mm, Cause you're right. I went and untagged myself yesterday in a few photos, right there on the yard because I didn't look at my best. Untag, remove tag. Thank you. Protect the brand. <laughs> I gotta protect the. Yeah, I gotta protect the brand. Like I was looking cockeyed in one. I'm looking like I wouldn't yeah. have to be there in another. Like you're right. We do. We present this perfect light, and yeah. even myself, God has to like. He really sometimes puts me in place and reminds me like now girl you go you girl girl yeah sit, sit down and even when i remove the tag mm -hmm. it's still there it's still there it's still there it mm -hmm. that's just it's how it's your time it's somewhere in cyberspace but you just can't attach it to me right but oh. that doesn't mean that i haven't attached it to you oh right? right and that's the part right she don't remember but i do Oh, that's that's right? deep, and that's that's the part where we kind of we have to do a better job of kind of recognizing that that might not be the narrative that I want to paint or write, but other people, as it relates to you, they have their own narrative about you, and there's nothing you can do about that, right? That's old school wisdom right there, but we don't emotionally we don't want to accept the fact that people are gonna draw their own conclusions about you regardless mm. so you can do your best to present this perfect light and for for um you know you're saying like it's pompous right i send you this card like hey check us out check us nice. out and then you looking at the card like really fool really that's what you're gonna send me so and that's that's going to be your narrative of me and there's nothing i can do about it but usually with relationships 
you already know these things about people. Mm -hmm. They show these things to you several times throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Effort is always, you can always, pretty much, I feel like you can always measure effort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can, especially in gifts. You can measure so effort. So you shouldn't be so mm -hmm. awe and surprised during Christmas like some people. Or even during the birthday. Mm -hmm. mm. Measure We're effort. Talk to me about that. Yeah, measure effort. I'm gonna say now, you know, I'm about to get on you. Measure effort. You can. Uh, from the content you put out to. Okay, so let's just say in taking a picture off the cuff okay. and going through Photoshop to okay. do what you can. Okay. I feel like there's a certain way you can measure the effort. If you know the angle is bad, you uh -huh. see it. Let's say you're a photographer. Or whatever, you see it, all that stuff that person did, mm -hmm. and then you see your polished one. Mm -hmm. You can tell the difference in effort. Now, yes, you can't do that in everything. Okay. But sometimes in gifts, you can. I mm -hmm. always felt like something that means something to both of you is better than a gift card. Mm -hmm. But there are so some people, people you that don't, argue but with that I was going to argue down about that. Okay. And, and so the gift card thing. Some people will give some. Okay, I know this person likes TJ Maxx. I'm gonna get them a TJ Maxx gift card. Mm -hmm. Other people would be like, "Oh, I'm just gonna get them like a $25 Visa card." Mm -hmm. Now you should be happy to get anything. I do understand that, mm -hmm. but you can tell the difference in effort, mm -hmm. even at that minute of mm -hmm. an example. That's that's interesting. Okay, um, please. So there's a book that's been out for quite some time um, that. A lot of girlfriends and wives give their boyfriends called the five love languages. Mm -hmm. um, the basic concept is that the way that I am emotionally connected to your message is through this method and approach, right? So Charlie said she's a, a gift giver. Mm -hmm. So if I want to relate to her, if I want her to be receptive to my intent, right, then I'm going to give her a gift, right? Now. I don't necessarily have an affinity for gift giving. Okay. Right? So if I give her a gift, that's really for me, I've already gone above and beyond sure. because that doesn't relate to me. Mm. Right? If I'm a words of affirmation person, then for me, if I sit and I explain to you all the ways that I appreciate you, that's, hey, that's how it should happen. It should work like that. I should be able to tell you how much you mean to me and that'd be good enough. Mm. Right? But if I give you a little bitty gift, right? But it's from the heart because I know that that's what works for you, right? Then it's kind of hard to say that as a result of the gift that you got, that my effort isn't sincere. Love languages. If you don't speak for those that are listening, that are in relationships, if you don't speak to me, your partner's <laughs> love language, you're speaking foreign language to mm -hmm. each other. It's like you speak in Poland or Polish. Yeah, let's make that Polish. You know me. Yeah, let's make that <laughs> Polish, right? It's like you're speaking Polish and I'm speaking Spanish. Mm -hmm. Because eventually, like you said, if, and, and you're right. Because if you date somebody that's a, a affirmation person, right? And they sit up there and they tell like you how wonderful you are. And you say, great. That's all you got me. Right. It's like you stab them in the heart. It's insulting. It's insulting. Now, that said... I understand what you're saying because as the person who gets the gift and gift isn't a gift isn't important to me, mm -hmm. I still need to give credence or credit to the fact that I know that you're a gift giver. Right? And so I know now that because that's how you love, then I'm grateful for the fact that you chose to show me your gratitude or love in what makes sense to you. 
right? Yeah, but you know, like the the part that doesn't happen is that translation. Like we don't do mm -hmm. the translating part. And I think that's what we were talking about. Well, the communication the about how we don't translate yeah. in our head whether this person is speaking this way or that way, right? I'm saying like, hey, you didn't give it to me the way that makes sense to me, so eh. Right. Mm. Right. Versus. It doesn't matter if you give it to in a way that makes sense to me. I'm going to give you credit because I know that makes sense to you. Mm. Right? It sounds like both people just need to actively understand. Communication is Communication everything. Is right. Communication is the cornerstone to every successful relationship. Effective communication. Yes. Right? You're right. Effective. Because somebody has once told me that arguing is a form of communication mm -hmm. or it's a good communication. Mm -hmm. That's, they, oh. they love to argue. They love combative situations mm -hmm. in their relationship. Well, for me, that don't work, especially around the holiday time, you know, because I'm grieving. Mm -hmm. So if I'm grieving, when I look to you, I don't want to argue with you. Mm -hmm. I, I need you to be my friend. Mm -hmm. I need you to be a, a cheer giver. I mm -hmm. need you to be an energy thrower outer. Yes. Hashtag thrower outer. Thrower outer. Okay. I need you to be an energy thrower outer. You know what that means? That you throw out energy to me because my energy is so low. Especially if you know my energy is usually high. Yes. Right? So if at this time of year you see that the holiday blues, holla blues, hey. Hashtag. Hashtag holla blues is starting to get me. Be my be my cheerleader. As we say in the church, stand in the gap. Hey, push me over the hump. You know, and sometimes it's, for me, now I've been talking major noise, but for me, sometimes it's not about gift giving. Your presence is a gift to me. True. I'm a woman that has everything. I got Louis, I got luxury. I mean, listen, I'm not going to name yeah, what. I, listen, I mean, <laughs> listen, a woman goes up and down. We're fickle and finicky. But like here lately, with all of the things that I have, Listen, I'm being honest. I'm getting so somewhere. Weird. I'm getting somewhere. But like when you have everything, right? As far as material things, to me, what I want sometimes is not out of a store. Can or we talk about that? Or measurable. Or, or measurable. Ooh, I like that. Yes. Can we talk about that? Right. So, because, so sometimes it's not out of the store. So I promise to God, like, you know, if you have cars, purses, items, jewelry, jewels, it, it, one more ring ain't going to make me feel better. Mm -hmm. You know, a pair of Louboutins, they might look nice. They're going to hurt my coins mm. on my feet. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's still, it, it's just temporary. Right. Right. It doesn't satisfy my inner being right. like what I'm searching for. So do you find that during the holiday season that people tend to think material things will oh, fix yeah. it? Can oh, we yeah. talk about that for a oh, minute? Oh yeah. We have a, we, what we do is we think that um, the holiday is the giving, right? We mm -hmm. forget the, not to sound like a Christmas special, but we forget the real reason, right? We forget the real reason. And so we basically take the gift giving portion or the turkey cutting and we we heighten it and we talk about during the Thanksgiving prayer how grateful we are. But let's say you didn't have the turkey. Would we still be grateful if it was just the mac and cheese? Would we still mm. get together? Right. If the Christmas was three gifts per person or one gift per person, are we still grateful? You know, and we don't. 
We don't. We're constantly trying to measure the effort of someone, the love of someone. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to so match the last, the year before, right? And I know folks who are like that, right? And I have a, a good friend who very much feels very strongly that it's important that children have a great Christmas, mm. right? So they go, go above, and did. they go above and beyond mm-hmm. to, to create that scenario, right? But let's think about it this way. Your child who's had a great Christmas by your standards has never had your Christmas. Mm. So is their Christmas experience great or is it the norm? Mm. Right. So now, we agree? So now this next generation that comes up, your children's children, their Christmas has to be great compared to their, your children's Christmas or definition of a great Christmas. So that's how we go from one gift and I'm so grateful to seven gifts and I'm so grateful to 20 gifts and I'm ungrateful because everyone and rightfully so we want our children to do better have more and so forth but we forget that there's a part of that that help make us who we are yeah I think that's where I was gonna say I think that has jacked us up as a my generation because I was one of those people I said when I have kids you know I'm I, I don't want him to know what a struggling Christmas look mm-hmm. like but then somebody said why why they don't need to know you know, like they, they should know what the struggle look like, you know, because you create these falsehoods. Mm-hmm. You create this false sense of reality. You create this false perception around holidays mm-hmm. when you want everything to be so perfect and right. have the perfect gift. Again, I got it. This is what we got. See, that's, that had to go back to that 1982 Christmas. This Ooh. is what we got. Got you got. You got a doll, yeah. some new drawers. Some uh, apple, uh, orange, and some... No, you didn't get nobody no underwear for no Christmas. No, my mama did. Oh. But you, socks. You, you, socks. You, don't you need new underwear? Yes, you do. And you do need some socks and t-shirts. You do. Okay, your mama did that too. Socks, <laughs> t-shirts, underwear, slips. But back in the day when I used to wear them. But the dang. slips. Well, then I'm going to be a great uncle because I feel like my nephew nieces and nephews are going to hate it if they be about this. No, well, back I mean, but but see, that's, they that's, don't that's understand the what they need too either. That's exactly. true. Exactly, your parents got you what you need. Mm-hmm. Christmas at one point in time, you got the new pair of shoes because the last pair of shoes they that you received were uh, with uh, back to school shoes. Mm-hmm. So it was like a time to meet a need. But what about if you like you that like you said that parent that always wanted to get a kid the best. A lot of people say that's what you're supposed to do as a parent, right? And um, to just, I just, I'll give you an example. I grew up my entire childhood with real trees in my house, cut down. Oh, oh, you fancy. Oh, we had the Walmart special. The tinfoil. Oh, my God, the white one with the pump. Uh Oh, I knew what you talking about. Well, we got that now, and I hate it. Look, one of the best (laughs) things about Christmas is smelling that tree smell. Mm -hmm. That was for me. That was the one great thing about Christmas. I don't... I don't remember too many gifts mm-hmm. from the past, but I sure do remember that smell. Mm-hmm. That is synonymous with me mm-hmm. for Christmas. It mm-hmm. is now as I'm getting older and I'm starting to look on certain things. Granted, I know I'm 25. I'm not okay. <laughs> that is one of the best parts of Christmas to me, and mm-hmm. I miss it so much now that it's gone. Right. Well, you know, they oh. created a standard, right? And that's yeah. that's the thing. When you create a standard, it's hard to go back on that standard, right? And that's the tricky part. We create a new standard, a more difficult to achieve standard. And over time, 
that's how we get to the point of it has to be perfect because real and honest and where we are is not good enough. Mm. Well, I was gonna talk about family tradition next. So what Sorry. I mean listen, <laughs> like let's just get into that part. So what would you suggest for people that want to keep old family traditions alive like Nick? You know, like hey people making more money we moving on up with the Jespersons but I don't want their tree because I might be in Dubai for Christmas mm -hmm. but what do you suggest for those people that want to keep those old family traditions because they need that right. in their soul agreed you can keep them there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with the tradition right the tradition isn't the issue it's the obligation that I absolutely have to keep the tradition that creates the problem that's where the stress comes in because we don't have the tree. We got to go get this tree and we need to have it up by X amount of time and there are no trees left, so forth and so on. That's the concern. Now, if I say, hey, you know, it'd be cool if we kept the tree and we kept it in that space and we went to get the tree. Now it's a blessing. It's a great addition to the experience. But when I have to have the tree. That's the emphasis because we do say that I have to. H-A-V-E-I-T. And I put emphasis on half. I don't, H-A-F really, half. <laughs> I, have, I have to have it. Yeah. Just forget the V in it. Mm-mm, half to have it. <laughs> oh, God, I Would you say how often in your experience would you say people are willing to compromise? When you say my experience, are we saying compromise on the holidays as far as the traditions? Yes. I would say that that's an individual question. Because I think in every generation there are folks who will say, well, you know, that we did that because we had to. We didn't have a choice. Mm. And then there are folks who say, well, that's just how we've always done it. And that's usually the issue from one generation to the next. Why are we still doing X, Y, and Z? Well, baby, because that's how we've always done it. It's like the story, the meatloaf story. I used to tell this story. I enjoy telling that example. And it's slightly different, but maybe you've heard it. But there's a, <laughs> it's one of my favorites, I think. Um. There's a, a daughter who asks her mama who cuts the meatloaf in half, puts it in the pan, and obviously the pan is too big for what she has. So it's only half the pan in the meatloaf, right? The daughter asks the mom, why? Why do we, why did you cut it in half? She's like, well, that's because how, how my mama did it, right? But I don't know. I can ask my mama. So they go and ask the grandmother, right? So fast forward for the sake of time, get to the great-grandmother who's still alive, ask her why the meatloaf was cut in half. She said, because that's the only way I could fit it in the pan. Mm. Right? So now you're talking three, gener three, four generations later, and we're still cutting it in half when once it was a necessity, but the reason for it no longer stands. Mm. But we're holding on to that tradition good, good, because good. that's what I saw. So therefore, that's what makes sense to me versus a little bit of reflection to say, is this still applicable? Is this still relevant? That sounds like a tradition that's peeped over into almost fairy tale and uh, myth. Because, like, it's one thing to just make something, but mm -hmm. to have that exact portion be taken out, right. come on, that sound, that, that's, it's almost special in the same way. Mm -hmm. That When I say mythical, mm -hmm. that you want to keep a specific tradition like that. Right. Similar to me with the With the spell. tree. Yeah. Exactly. The tree and the spell. Exactly. And so if you were to just have an experience where you didn't have the tree, would you emotionally enjoy the season in the same way? Mm. Wow. It would alter it. Mm-hmm. Change. Yeah. 
Yeah. Significantly almost. I, mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it's something I can't figure out. Right. Because it means something. It, 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 it means, means something, something to you. So to it's, you. It's a, it might be a good memory attached to yes. the smell of exactly. the pot. And so now it, the, those good memories, the nostalgia, the things that... Because Christmas, like, now everybody is so far removed. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing their own thing. Like I said, Christmas in Dubai or Christmas other places. But we, back in the day, that used to mean something. Family came over. The yes. Christmas tree. The children under the tree. The caroling. The singing. You know I mean, like people don't even sing Christmas carols no more. When mm. the last time you seen a Christmas carol come to the door to, you know, bring you good tidings and cheer? Mm, you know, and those are things that would, you know, those would <laughs> listen. Like for me, and I want us to end this, you know, episode today with a top five good strategies that help people cope during this season. Mm -hmm. But one of the things for me is Christmas music mm. because it does. It's Listen, it's a clever way to tell the story of Christ mm -hmm. to me. You know, mm -hmm. and as a Christian, I love to hear the night that Christ was born following your like I I love and that gives me hope. Yeah. Christmas is actually about hope. And people get hopeless during mm -hmm. this time of year. So, Ironic, isn't it? Um, why do you think people assume the worst? Why do they assume the worst during the holidays? Because everything is like we've been talking about, everything is heightened. Everything means so much more because of when it's supposed to happen. Right now, I'm supposed to feel my best. Mm. So when you raise that standard, then good is no longer good enough. It's kind of like what we're talking about from generation to generation. Mm. Good is no longer good enough. So I could really be in the same space, but because it's Thanksgiving, now that doesn't feel good enough. So that's the trick. We have to remember, like, your emotionals can trick you. Mm. They can, you know, do not fall, fall victim to the feelings of your heart because it may not again be based on the facts. Mm. Feelings and not the facts. So, my last question, and then we're gonna come up with some good coping strategies. Okay, let's come but up with. So yesterday I was out on the yard and it was a lot going on, and it's only been two weeks since I, you know, buried my grandmother, mm -hmm. and. I think it's a such thing as being overbooked. Mm -hmm. Too much stimulus. Yes. Do you think too much stimulus allows one during this time to spiral, going into deeper depression, mm -hmm. or to flourish like a tree? I think it can definitely cause you to spiral out of control. Mm. You definitely have to be mindful of being overstimulated. because, But to be honest a lot of people use that overstimulation to keep from dealing with whatever that emotional burden is at that time mm, why? good job good job charlie good job charlie <laughs> right so we just basically try to say okay from a psychological standpoint i'm going to decide which is harder for me to deal with mm -hmm. dealing with these 15 tasks that i can control or this one task that i cannot right and that one task that i cannot is this emotional weight that I'm carrying, right? Or this situation that I cannot affect change in. I'm trying to get this person to do right, right? I'm trying to deal with this relationship that just ended. Mm. I'm trying to make Christmas the best it could possibly be. There's only so much you can control. But if I stay busy, one, I'm not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. It's come crossing my mind, but I don't really focus on it. And so therefore, me being overstimulated keeps me from dealing with the real. Mm. 
Cause see, I know how, I play tag by myself. Uh-huh. I can take my own self out the game, mm-hmm. and like a lot of people didn't understand that about me this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh come on, you need to get out. No, I don't need to do anything. Mm-hmm. I am very aware of my emotions, mm-hmm. and so I don't like to babysit people's emotions myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to babysit my emotions, and because I'm in a space a little bit, but not too much. Too much of anything is never good for you, mm-hmm. and so again. I cannot change what I won't acknowledge. So I took myself out the game. Mm-hmm. You know, I did what I could do. And then I tagged when I was ready to get back in. I got back in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think that we just need to be self-aware, mm-hmm. self-assess ourselves. Right. You know, to cope during this time. Because the holidays is hard yep. for some people. I know that this is going to be my first holiday without my grandmother. Right. So I'm searching for good coping strategies. So can you help me today? So definitely what you did, one, that was a great one. You got to pace yourself. Pace yourself. All right. Pace yourself. All right. So it doesn't have to be everything at once. And that goes to the being overstimulated that you talked about beforehand. Definitely don't want to overstimulate yourself. Create new traditions okay y'all heard that in the people in the back create new traditions you do not have to follow the old traditions they are not an obligation so that's the next one you are not obligated it is a choice remember you get to choose keep it simple right don't overdo it don't feel like i have to be perfect don't feel like if i don't achieve a b c through z then it was not the Christmas that it needed to be. Oh, that's good. That's good. Right. That's so, good. Keep it simple. Kiss. Keep it kiss. Kiss stands for keep it simple. All right. All right. And then I'm going to say, um, just be very aware of your emotions and the space that you are in. And, you know, try to be a good bearer of energy. And if it's not there, Stay home. Right. And I would I would definitely say um, <clears throat> hashtag get a therapist. Okay, get a therapist. Tell everybody where they can find you at. Right. You can find me at uh, www.progress2purpose.com, www.progress2purpose.com. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter, P2P underscore LPC. And this shirt that you're say- wearing today, what is it saying? Oh, this one says therapy, not for crazy people, just people. Which is true. Which is absolutely true, and that's one of the stigma. And I have a number of shirts that kind of are designed to break the stigma surrounding mental health, right? Break the stigma, you know, let's move. Try therapy, your, your issues, my problem. All of those types of things that we do on a daily basis that keeps us down versus allowing us to elevate. Wow. Everything is mental to me. Everything. Right? And sometimes they're not crazy. They're just kind of going through. And so... Y'all, that's whoever's listening. If you see somebody's having a hard time this holiday season, be a friend. Lift them up. Give them encouragement. Thank you for tuning in with me on this Sunday afternoon. Thank you for coming to the studio and rocking with me, Mr. Sebastian Moore. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you decided to spend your Sunday with me. Do me a favor. Download the Confluence, the Lifestyle Podcast, and the Blessed Beats app. Because, you know, I put that flavor in your ear like Craig Mack, give you inspiration like Ayala, and bring you laughs like Bernie. You're rocking with the best. Never settle for less. i see you next week.
for a 